What is up, everybody? Welcome to our brand new podcast. Wow. Where we got to pay the bills. Jake Micah, my co host, Wake Jotkins, or Jake Watkins. I don't know. I I always get depending on who you are. I think you you just do this to throw the people (laughs) off at this point. And for well, our first episode here, the preseason <laughs> pilot. Sorry about that, but he matters a little bit. Okay, That's yeah, keep going. <laughs> we had to bring back our favorite guest here, Jay Spence, the King, doing all his great work over at Buffalo Rumblings. What's up, guys? How are we doing here on the Pay the Bills podcast? The inaugural, the pilot, whatever you want to call it, the rebrand, the reboot, mm-hmm. boot, whatever it is. How hey. are you feeling? I love it, man. I'm feeling good. I, I'm I'm honored for a couple of reasons. I, I, before we went live, we were talking about the last time I was on the show. I feel like I'm always a guest on your show for major moments, and I just think this is a. I think it's a sign. It's a sign. Yeah, no, it's like it was meant so to too. be. Honestly, yeah, yeah. You got to pull out the big guns. We get, you're the biggest gun we got, you know. <laughs> but no, you, you are just are you're the ace. Right That's what you are. You're the ace. Uh, you're the like, ace. You, oh, you know. God. You know, whatever, whoever we need, we know if someone needs to come through, it's you. That's you. You're the guy. Uh, you know what? Anytime. I told Zach the same thing. Anytime. No, I, I mean, this. you guys are like family, man. Anytime, just hit me up and just send me the link. Don't even ask. Just say, hey, I need you this day. Got it. <laughs> Sounds good, bro. Appreciate, uh, we appreciate love it. that, man. We're ready for a fun season here. So we're in the we're in the clouds here, guys. I said I would explain all the clouds and everything. Yeah, yeah, y'all. please do. And I'm sure because Wade probably had no idea. I made these graphics all on my own, and I had that cloud. You said idea that you had to while. explain the clouds, and I was like, what is because this guy talking about it? It is this nothing was the same <laughs> album right here, part of it too. But last year, my mm-hmm. first year, we my our first year as a pod tandem together, we're navigating yeah. a Bills landscape, and we went into as you guys both know, the craziest possible Bills season possible to mm-hmm. cover the Bills for your first year. I mean, mm-hmm. we were not short on drama from petty drama to the most serious of real-life implications. Like, we got the spectrum of everything. And what we were just talking about as well, like personal, whether it affected us personally or just our mm-hmm. Bills family and our Bills lives, we've talked to everything. And so the Pay the Bills mm-hmm. podcast, my mantra for the year, is we have to stay above the negativity. We're all about the positive mm-hmm. vibes here. And so we're going to hang out in the clouds above all the arguing, all the nonsense, <laughs> all the drama, <laughs> which there is still plenty of. And I might get into it. Don't get me wrong. I hope one of you will check sure. me. Just send me a little note <laughs> like, hey, it's not worth it because it will happen. It's not worth That's it. That's the goal. I'm not I, I'm not letting it get it's to hard. me this year. I just want to cover it the is, bills. Is. This is the most Jake. fun we were talking about. I was talking about six to. Th- remember the six to three Browns game. I was talking about that with my coworker oh my today. Yeah. We experienced that. This should be mm-hmm. fun. This should be life. But you go ahead. I'm it sorry, it is. No, no, it is. And you're right. And I cut you off. So really, I apologize. But, but no, it's just so hard though, man. Like, so for, first, if we're honest, anybody who does a podcast, like, there's some level of you know vanity there. You know, mm-hmm. like you 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 want to hear yourself talk. I, I I'll admit mm-hmm. it. I like to hear mm-hmm. myself talk. But what, what also what ends up happening is like in a in a space that's that really there's enough space for everybody. And, um, you know, we don't have to all like hang out and get along. But a lot of times like you notice the, and you notice it, man, like some some people choose to take these little jabs when it's like, is that necessary? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like so yeah, I'm just saying yeah. it's tough. It's tough. I've grown a lot to now where I. Bruce has helped me mute and block. So now my mute list oh, is insane. And Bruce. My mute list is insane. 
He's like a CBS idol for that mute list you know? too. He mm-hmm. is like I remember seeing him mention that. I remember that first tweet he sent out like six years ago, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe that's the idea. And it's so thank you, Bruce, for being an inspiration on that. But that's yeah. what it is about. You're right. Hashtag like it is hard. You, <laughs> we see it, but you just got to try to block it out. Like, and we got to enjoy this season while we have it we because do. yeah, things. First of all, so things can be different next year. And that's it. As it is, it's short. That's it, Jake. We, but no, what you said is right. We should be enjoying this. So like we we have to be the catalyst for all the positivity. So like when when we do see some yes. drama, hey, let's let's jump in those DMs. Hey man, what's you good? Let's mm-hmm. fix this. Let's squash this. So this year, let's challenge all the other content creators and all of the folk mm-hmm. that's in this space. Let's all enjoy this and make this the best season. Because you're right, Jake. For real, it, it gets it gets catty. It's so messy yeah. with the podcast yeah. world. I don't get it. And you, and you know that, and we know the, with uh, go ahead, wait. So go ahead. No, you just see some people put out the post where you kind of look at that and like, you know, as someone, you know, I, I, I've always been like an English guy in high school, you know, AP English, not bragging about what I did in high school or anything, but I've always been, you know, fascinated about, you know, language and communication and how people speak and why they speak that way, you know? And sometimes mm-hmm. you see someone put a tweet or something out there and you're like, I know mm-hmm. the intention behind this tweet. Mm-hmm. I know the card mm-hmm. they're sliding on the table mm-hmm. there. And, and, and sometimes I just shake my head. I'm like, you know what? I'm a scroll pass. Cause this is not worth it. It's just not worth it. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. And, yep. and that's been tough for me. So this is, this is be, what is this? This will be my third season or fourth season. I think yeah. this will be my fourth season okay. doing the pod, but okay. with that being the case, I've gone through like the super petty stuff, like the stuff on the, <laughs> like, like literal podcast wars where we're on, you know, different pods and I'm talking about them and they're talking about me. I've gone yep. from that to um, just, just whatever you could think of. And it, it, it almost drains you, but if you, you know, you guys have made it through a full season, so you know the fun that it brings and you know, everything it brings. Uh, but I feel like when you can focus and get past that stuff, it, it's, this is like the coolest I still call it a hobby for myself, even though I, I yep. you know, we we do things on a more serious level. But as a to, as a hobbyist, like, can you think of a cooler hobby, like to talk to people who love the same thing that you love? And they, exactly. you, you know, people will spend time every week to take time out of their day to listen to you talk about something that you love. It's just a, it's the dopest thing. So but I hear you wake because I, I pay attention <laughs> to it. It's like, OK, you didn't have to. I, I know exactly what I knew. I knew who you were aiming at with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A subtle subtweet. A subtle subtweet. A verbal subtweet is what we'll call it. I don't know if it's so subtle. I don't know if it's so subtle. You were talking about your communication background. I work in PR in life. And so yeah, I do. actually yeah. look at everything as a, with a shady eye in, in the world. And so, yeah, not, some of them not so subtle. And it's we're trying not, to be you're subtle. Right. And, and not subtle. subtle. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Like the thing you, what you just said brings it all back around is like it. Yes, like maybe it's there's a sense of vanity a little bit in it. Like I was the kid that was starting out what turning down video games and like announcing games myself because that's all I could think about was announcing sports, talking about sports, writing about sports. So you're right. We have this opportunity. That's the way I'm looking at it this year. Like we have the opportunity to cover this team in potentially the most historic season, but regardless, going to be one of the most exciting seasons in its history. So let's take advantage of it and run yep. run with it and have fun with it and do whatever we can with it. And that's what we're here for tonight on the Pay the Bills podcast. And uh, we're going to start off, obviously, with the Buffalo Bills. Um, preseason training camp ended today. Last practice <sighs> in Rochester. It's crazy that it's already like, it comes and goes Sorry. so quick. We said yeah. I'm gonna be so sad not seeing the camp tweets and everything else, all the camp video too. But 
we've all been following everything, listening to everything, talking to everybody. So, Spencer, we're going to start with you. Just how are you feeling generally confident on a confidence scale level going into the season in the Buffalo Bills? And I mean, in a confidence scale level of them being a Super Bowl contender, not winning the division, not just like how happy you would be with them. Like as a legitimate Super Bowl contender, where would you stand heading into preseason game one on Saturday? I'm more comfortable now than I was last season. So like the way I look at the team right now, um, I would probably have them fourth or fifth on my list of saying this team can win the Super Bowl. So, and, and that's not, I know Bills fans, we're supposed to have them at one all the time, but it's not a shot at the Bills. I just think that there's a couple areas that they didn't improve or chose to ignore that I feel like, you know, it, it could come back to, to bite them um, later on in the year, but offensively, I think we got better. I know a lot of people might feel like, well, we didn't really do much besides draft um, Kincaid. I would I would argue with that. I love Singletary. I'm I'm glad he's a Texan though. I love Singletary, yeah. but I'm glad he's a Texan. Bringing in so the guys that we brought in at the running back position, they bring something different than what we had with Singletary, and it brings something that we didn't have at the goal line. So now we have that. I think James Cook is going to take a step forward. I mean, from every account from training camp, he's he's lightning in a bottle this this year. And then on top of it. It's a contract year for Gabe Davis. I think Gabe Davis is going to uh, he's going to be what we expected out of a, a wide receiver, too. I think he's going to earn that extension. And then I'm excited about Kincaid. I think Dawson uh, Knox is in a better mental health state. So I think he's going to the, the Dawson that we saw from weeks, maybe 15 to the end of the playoffs. I think we're going to see that Dawson from week one. So offensively there and then, OK, we didn't have any major signings. But guess what? You get an all pro safety back. So that's how I look at it. We, we free agency, we sign Jordan Porter back, but we also get back Micah Hyde, who's an all pro, you know, then we're at some point, I know some people are thinking week one, I, I'm thinking week four ish, week five, but at some point we're going to get back Von Miller. And so I, I just, I'm not, I'm not nervous as, as most people are when they look at hard knocks and watch the jets and um, you know, they talk about Miami and all this stuff. I, I'm, I'm very confident with the bills. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree, especially on the offensive side of the football, probably more on the offensive side of the football than the defensive, because I think on the defense, there are more unknowns. And the unknown mm -hmm. can mean, you know, on both ends of the spectrum. That just means there's variation where they could be way better than we expect or maybe a little worse than we expect. But on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, like, you know, you brought up Dalton Kincaid. What we missed from week nine on, that's, that's that benchmark. That's that point, that turning point from last season that people keep mentioning was just that intermediate area of the field. And when you bring back an aging Cole Beasley to fulfill what Jameson Crowder was starting to come into, that's when you know that the offense knows they have a problem. And Dalton Kincaid plus Sherfield plus Hardy are three possible solutions to that problem. More people that can get open in the intermediate areas of the field. And from what we're hearing at training camp, Gabe Davis, his route running is at least now it's training camp. It's training camp. We can say that as many times as we want, but his route running is looking a little bit better than it has in the past, especially not, you know, being so close to that ankle injury where he's not able to cut. He can't get open in the intermediate areas of the field. So, I'm feeling great about the pass catchers, especially James Cook taking a step. Offensive line, though, 
I don't think, you know, we can over- understate the importance of bringing in a guy like a Conor McGovern or just a mauler like an Osiris Torrance. Now, maybe Torrance doesn't start the year, you know, completely hitting the ground running because he's a big kid. That's what he is. He is a big kid who's about to go up against defensive tackles in the NFL. And there's probably going to be some growing pains. But when you have a guy like Ryan Bates who can just cycle in be like, hey, David, or not David, um, Cyrus, watch him. Watch Ryan. He knows how to do this. Learn from Ryan. Learn from all the other vets on this offensive line. And overall, they're just more deep, too. So offensive side of the ball could not be happier. Literally, the only concern that I could have is what if someone gets hurt? And I'm feeling great about that. If I'm worrying about injuries, I know they're in a good side. They get a good spot there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was the I mean, and that was a lot of what I said going into the last year too, was like they're they're do like not do do, but like injury bug is really the only thing that can hurt a roster that's this deep and this solid all the way around, and then they got hit by an injury. And they would have to hurt it, it to the extent that it did last year too, which and that's the thing was is, so and sometimes you just have those years. And I think that there that's been a lot of perspective that I've seen lacked from all like from Bills fans and national media. Maybe they're choosing to have that lack of perspective as well. But the fact that the Bills were just ravaged by injuries at every position last year, specifically the secondary, but just every position and at key positions, you look at like a couple years ago when the Ravens, how many guys were the Ravens? They had an IR, like 25 or 30 guys on IR, and they missed the playoffs. Like the injury, like you just can see it year to year that this team's affected by this. But the thing about the O line, I'm fine with. I think that the thing I've been more more interested by is Kincaid and I think it's just because why is there not enough people just considering that maybe he's special and that's what they that's what they're so excited about in the first place the Bills like there's not enough talk there's too I feel like there's too much trepidation and not there has not been enough people saying like what if the kid is just is special on day one steps in and he is a top let's say 10 talent in the in the league top 15 tight end talent what that does for a guy like Dawson Knox, who, as you were saying, Spence, like he's a guy who's in a best heads, better headspace this season or this preseason and has apparently looked good in camp, has had some of his best days the last couple of days as well. Um, and a guy like Gabe Davis, who, again, in a contract year, love a good contract year guy, always expect mm-hmm. that guy to fall out. And he's going to be helped out by having actual threats on the field like a Dalton Kincaid. I feel like they're all, the three of them, Really, the symbiosis of the three of them are going to help each other out so much. But Kincaid might just be special. He looked special to me in college. I'm not going to lie. Like watching last year in Utah, the the fluidity that he can move with and get open with, and you saw like that one the video the other day, the tight catch that Josh throws him. That even the fact that Josh is throwing him that ball and that tight angle as he's falling down. But those are the types of the kid just finds the ball. Like he just, he, he finds ways to get open and finds angles to catch the ball. That's what he did last year. It seems what he's doing in camp. And what's the ceiling if he steps in and he's like, and he's better than Dawson Knox. Let's just say whatever your fantasy ranking of Dawson Knox is, he comes in and he's one step better than that. Is there, that's the best offense in the NFL by far. I feel like if he is, if he can reach a certain at that certain level, Gabe is where he's at right now. We know what Diggs is about to do, and we know the levels Josh is going to be at. Well, you, when you say that, I mean you got to look at the fact last year, uh, statistically, we were the number two offense with a rookie play caller, mm-hmm. and 
um, without the role that now we're hoping Kincaid is going to fulfill. Like we brought back Beasley, but really Beasley didn't, he didn't look like Beasley for us. You know, it wasn't, we didn't get that same production. So you're looking at the offense that we had last year. We, we didn't have um, really that. We, we didn't even, we missed, it wasn't just Beasley. You know, you got You got to think about, we also missed, um, Emmanuel Sanders, like we missed Emmanuel Sanders, his role so much. And we thought that Gabe would be able to kind of just fill into that role. Now this year, like what you're saying, both of you are saying like Kincaid looked elite in college, man. Like he looked special. And I think a lot of times too, when it comes to Bills fans, this is a good thing, a good problem to have in a way now. But I think we've been so used to um, like, with this regime, they're drafting players that don't play right away and they develop them. And then even before that, prior to that, it's like um, we draft these guys that are supposed to be special and then they rarely panned out. So I think Bills fans at this point, we're just in this place where it's like, is he elite? Is he that good? Or are we just <laughs> hyping him? So I, I, I feel like some of us don't want to believe it yet because we're going to, we feel like we're going to be let down, but I'm going to tell you, I agree. I agree with both of you. I think he's elite, man. Like I can't, I, I can't mm-hmm. wait to see him and Josh just, they're going to, they're going to unleash on people this year. I can't wait. Yeah. No. And I've been listening to a lot of it's, it's fantasy draft seasons. I've listened to a lot of dynasty stuff. I'm in a dynasty startup right now. And, and it, it, there are literally two schools of thought and no in-between on a guy like Dalton Kincaid. And it's that one, he's special. He's going to command targets. He could be the number two receiver in a Josh Allen-led offense. Like, who knows? Literally, ceiling is Mark Andrews. Whereas the floor is rookie tight end that can't block and isn't on the field because of that. And when people say his ceiling is Mark Andrews, do you guys know how many passing block, pass blocking downs Mark Andrews had last year? Do you know off the top of your head? Um, well, I'm going to tell you, it, 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 I'll put the over under at 0.5. And uh, I, I say that because it, it, it was under. He had zero pass blocking snaps last year. So, I mean, there's really, if, if there is a special pass catching talent who you want to get the ball, the moral of the good. story is you will find a way to get this guy the ball. Thank you. That, was, that one was good. Yeah, that was good. Thank I you. <laughs> Do what I could. <laughs> Nothing else to say there on that. Well, no, yeah, no, I was laughing because it's like, no, that was good. And it was a good point. But when you, but what you're saying is the truth. Like, you know, you have, again, we, we as content creators and, and, uh, you know, our couch coaches, we, we try to overanalyze stuff and we're like, but you know what? He can't block. And last year we didn't have this and we didn't have that. And it's like, okay, but what does he bring that we didn't have? And then Mm -hmm. when you add that, how often do we ask, Beasley to block like are you out there like mm-hmm. Cole Beasley when and I'm talking about his Pro Bowl year with I mean his all pro year with us his all pro year Bees go out there and block for Singletary on this sure. play like make sure knock this dude pancake him we, we, mm-hmm. we're expecting pancakes no we <clears throat> Diggs I get it he, like he he's a tough guy and Diggs will get out there and put his body out to block but we're not looking at Diggs like he's the best I, I used to like Robert Woods when he was with Buffalo you could almost like see him go and search the block out. Like, like he yeah, just, yeah, Bobby yeah. Trees is that dude. I, I love Bobby Trees. But, oh my God, yeah. He's, it's like, he's a different type of receiver though. He goes to look for the contact. He was looking for work. We ain't asked Beasley to do that. And I don't need Kincaid to do that. What I need from Kincaid, get open, 
when Josh can't get it to Steph and we can't get it to Davis, you catch it. Get some yards after the catch, maybe some touchdowns. Get jiggy for me. I, I want some highlights on ESPN. I don't need to see. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I don't care about you blocking. And that might sound real bad of me to say as an analyst or whatever. I don't care about his blocking. He got the best hands in the draft, is what I heard. Mm-hmm. We don't. I don't want Dawson Knox to be blocking that much either. He blocked too much last <laughs> year too. That's the thing. Like they're gonna like ideally, even if they spread it out. Like with the like, if they spread it out, these two guys can be on the field when they spread it out, and they're still gonna do whatever they want to do, run their offense. I'm with you guys completely. Like, they're it's it's, and that's that's why we are here. We're we're in the positivity because it's also looking at what can we do with these guys. What what would you use him as a weapon for? We I don't care what he can't do. What can't like you said? What can he do on the field? And what I'm seeing he can do is pretty much damn near get open anywhere in the middle of the field, even if it's for six mm-hmm. yards. But if you're taking six yards a pop from a guy like a Cole Beasley used to do or something like that, you're ahead mm-hmm. of schedule. You're moving the chains. We're going down the field. So like that's and- that's something that they own. They did not own the middle of the field. They're gonna have. Yeah. Guys trying to dominate the middle of the field this year. And at least it's a presence. If at worst people think of him as a threat and he's not, it opens it up for Gabe and Diggs on the outside regardless. Well, and guess what? We upgraded Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, so like true. people we're we're ignoring that fact. And, and I get it. Like he didn't ha- he didn't make a lot of plays offensively. So <clears throat> we don't talk about it a lot, but they expected him to. He basically mm-hmm. was given that Cole Beasley role. He didn't live up to it. Hardy is going to be nice. Like, I don't think people understand how nice this dude is. And then our fifth round draft pick, Justin. Shorter? Okay. Yeah. Justin is. Go he's, off. Please, yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I just need, I need people who don't understand to understand. Like, I watched him at Penn of, State. I watched oh, him at man. Penn State a couple years. Dude, <laughs> diamond in the rough. Like, I, he, he's, he's a, to me, he's an example of, like, when people go to certain programs that don't get the type of shine and love, and then, and also, the, the coaching there, they they weren't as, you know, like, the coaching wasn't as good either. So, like, you no, know how... They didn't have the QB Metcalf, play. They did not have the guys that they could throw the ball to him either and get him in that. spots that they needed to be. Well, you know how when DK Metcalf came out the draft, and, because I wanted him, oh, I was so mad when we drafted Cody oh, yeah. Howard. I was so... Uh-huh. Uh, yep. I was at the, I was at the Bills stadium. You know how they have the, the draft party in the, um, Oh, I was, so, oh, I was so mad, yep. but, <laughs> but remember what they were saying about DK Metcalf coming out of that draft. They were like, all he can do is run a straight line. He can't run routes, but it was the program he was in the way they used him at Ole Miss. It wasn't that he couldn't do it. Now he's in the league. He's clearly a wide receiver one out there. Nice. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? So, and I'm not saying Justin is going to be that. I, I'm not saying he's, DK Metcalf. What I'm saying is he has a lot of the same to me. He has a lot of the similar attributes, a lot of the same way people looked at him. Oh, he can't. He, he he's not a good route runner. He's his route tree isn't that deep and he doesn't do that. All right. Get him with a quarterback like Josh Allen and an offensive mm-hmm. mind that we have over here in Buffalo. And then and just wait, just wait. This offense. I'm so excited about the offense. So excited. What? If you're going to take a shot in the dark on a guy, take a shot in the dark on a guy who was a five-star, like pure five-star prospect coming out of college who might have been in the wrong yep. program, like you were saying. And that Bro, he fits was, the bill. Coming out of high school, he was ranked higher than a lot of your favorite wide receivers right now. I just want he was to number about, one, wasn't like, he? Wasn't he, he was number ranked, one? Yes, he, he was, was number, number one. one. Yeah. He was Oh, so you, 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 you Buffalo fit. Now, again, I'm not Go look him up. I'm not yeah. saying look he's, up the I'm names not on that list. this dude. No. But – he was ranked over Jamar Chase. He was yeah. ranked over. Now, again, it could be the program. 
we could get a guy. Stefan Diggs was drafted late, and look at, at who he's become. We could have some. I, I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying yeah, is he or has. He could every, end up being a solid, reliable number. You go two, look at his. Go look at his quarterback with play, Davis, That might be exactly what we need. Yeah. Go look at his and quarterback yeah. play. It's been it's inconsistent. I mean, it's Anthony Richardson last year and everything too. But Anthony Richardson was an inconsistent passer this year. Like that was that was a knock on him coming the year. That's the guys he's working with. Sean Clifford and, was there for six years. That dude was not getting Justin Short of the ball. Like it's it was a lot of issues so and saying, a lot of talent there. I'm with I'm you. Saying, we could we could be I'm, the shorter. This could I'm be the saying. shorter the shorter train right here. Yeah, it's, it's a shorter bus. Shorter train. It's a shorter bus. I just want to say, yeah, this is not the shorter bus. This is shorter. No, no, I'm a proud. I'm on the shorter bus today. I'm proud to be on it. All right, let's do it. We are the short. Yeah, we only got three rows. Nobody else allowed. Yeah, limited, limited capacity. He's good though, man. He's good, and and people sleeping on him, they're gonna wake up. They're gonna wake up. Shout out to I was you. Thank you for the great segue too. Shout out to the great work. Our friends Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot are doing with their insider text group because I've been, I've been seeing those texts come through and everything, and they're talking about Andy Isabella today. Do you not hear about this, Jay Spence? I'm, I'm not about no, this. I'm breaking news I'm, to you guys right now. No, it's I'm not even that. I'm knowledge on. Oh no, Matt and and th- those are my Matt and Ryan are my guys. I'm not part of no text group. What it's is not happening? Just a te- they got They were doing. They're doing their own like shout NY text group. Couple dollars See, a month here, and they're sending these see, texts over. They don't so even I'm, love I'm, me like they claim they do. That's that's the problem with these Buffalo. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I love those guys. Shout out to Matt and no, Ryan. Shout Rochester. out to Matt and Ryan. Don't love them in with us. <laughs> no, but, but we can. But but what about Andy? Because I actually, um, I actually, no, I, I think Andy's making a like, I was gonna say if they want to start some wrestling podcast beef, we could start it with shout because hey, Ryan Tal was in with the wrestling and we could do it. We <laughs> we got three out two numbers advantage too. We ready to go? Andy Isabella. Apparently he was cooking today. That's all I'm saying. Like that was that was from the the text group. Andy Isabella had a great day. They were they were talking about it on their podcast. He just wanted to shout out their work, but the, he's been cooking too. He came in a guy that again didn't have a lot of opportunity in in Arizona, and then it was a freaking mess last year. Obviously, yeah. we saw that situation. So all I of like a sudden it. they're deep at the back end of wide receiver, and it's like a very interesting competition. And I'm worried about Khalil Shakir like a little him. bit. I'm worried about you Khalil know, Shakir a little bit. Maybe. That's interesting. I said that on Hump Day Hotline. Me and Joe talked about that, and he agreed. But there's been some debates where people are like, no, Khalil's a lock. And I'm like, what has Khalil done that yeah. makes you feel like he's a lock? And they're like, well, the Bills drafted him. He's a... Okay, they also drafted Isaiah Hodgins. They also drafted... I mean, Wild Goose was gone the, the year he was drafted. I could go down a list of guys that we've drafted that play for other teams at this point. too, yeah. Yeah. And and it's not yeah he wasn't a second rounder we he drafted Austin rounder. Prohl what happened to Austin Prohl guys <laughs> I mean and we drafted a guy in the and third round at running back and he's playing in Indianapolis right now so <laughs> uh, what makes him a lock oh my god but that's that, my thing that, is that, if that, Isabella Isabella is a former second round guy who clearly was had didn't have ample opportunity and maybe can get that here we're talking about Shorter's upside that he's showing. I mean, Shakir, it might just be there. That's six receivers right there that all I feel like have higher upside than him, than what I saw from him last year, at least. And the roles that he's looking to play, we're talking about a Kincaid doing the things that he does best. We're talking about Hardy and Sherfield maybe doing, and Sherfield's been playing more on the outside, though. So it seems like Hardy is pretty much locked in on that, on that slot McKenzie role, like you were mentioning. But still, mm-hmm. like, they, they ain't going to hold seven, I feel like, unless they feel like they need one of those guys for special teams and that's how they pull it off. But 
I don't know. It doesn't feel like a year that you'd keep seven receivers. So it's good. That's a really interesting battle to me. Well, I think, go ahead. But see, I could, I could see them keeping seven and still not being Kalusha here. And it, that sounds, it probably sounds <laughs> rough. It's true. But mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, I could absolutely see them like keeping seven wide receivers and Khalil Shakir is still on the outside looking in. Cause when you look at here, let me pull up. Um, Cause I'm, do you guys have it up already? The, um, the depth chart or anything? I do not. I don't, no. I don't have okay. it right on me, not, but I know the six. Sorry. Fine. We got, I know. Yeah. We got six. I know the six, at least that I was thinking here. Let me grab this quick though. Okay. So obviously Diggs, obviously Davis, Diggs, Hardy. Davis, Sherfield, Hardy. And then we got shorter. And if we're talking, um, if we're talking Isabella here too, battle and that's six right there. Mm-hmm. And then good problem to have. (laughs) It's a great problem to have. But uh, the reason why I'm even saying that, unless Khalil Shakir um, is going to show and prove in in different ways, I'm telling you, people don't understand how much the Buffalo Bills do value special teams play as well. Remember, we kept Jake Kumaro over over some studs on different areas where it felt political in a way like they kept him for but they value special teams. Uh, Tyler Matakavich, they kept him because they value special teams. So. If, if there's a wide receiver that's really, you know, pulling his weight on special teams, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too shocked. Yeah. yeah. And, and on top of that, running back wise, like that's easily Murray, Damian Harris, Cook all on the roster. Reggie Gilliam at fullback, obviously on the roster. Tight end. We spent a lot of time talking about Kincaid and Knox, but we're talking, OK, maybe Kincaid isn't the best blocker. Does that mean Quentin Morris is now on the roster because we need another tight end who can block? I'm not going to say that is happening, but if that was their rationale for keeping a third tight end in addition to Reggie Gilliam that who can also block as a tight end, I wouldn't completely blame them. So, And also Sal Capaccio has been saying that there is a realistic possibility they want to keep 10 defensive linemen this year. So spots are really going to be that's, limited. There's going to be a lot of late ears, August though. trades from Brandon Dean. That's all I can say. There's going to be a lot of trades for, like, fifth-round picks. Well, when you're looking at that defensive line, and that was what me and Joe spent a lot of time on because it's like – and we actually didn't even do the defensive side yesterday. We did offense. And Mm -hmm. next week when we do defense, dude, just – you look at – just defensive ends, like edge. There's no way. Like, there are – there's no way. Von Miller, (laughs) Shane Ray, Greg Rousseau, Boogie Basham, Leonard Floyd, A.J. Epinesa, Shaq – right there. That's, that's, That's seven guys. Yep. Like that, that's seven guys, just edge. I didn't even talk about Ed Oliver now, Daquan Jones, uh, Puna Ford's not getting cut, Jordan Phillips not getting it, Tim Settle. Tim no. Settle, not, no way. Enough. You know what I'm saying? And and so it's, it's guys on this team that we're used to seeing. Is it Shaq? Is it AJ Epinesa? Is it Boogie Bash? They've been talking about guys Epinesa on this team. Too. They talk him up every year, though, Epinesa. man. He's been cheeks to me. That's true. That's every year true. he's been cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I got to be honest about it. like we, and it's I get true. it. He was it a high draft right. pick, You're and right. they're like, oh, he's going to have a breakout year. They say that every single year, and he doesn't do. break out. We draft these guys first and second round. We got all these first and second round draft picks on this defensive line. And when Vaughn went out, what happened? Cheeks couldn't get to the quarterback, just straight yep. buns, oh, man, yeah. like ass chips. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. And then, yep. so no, AJ Epinesa to me, yep. he's the guy I have on the outside looking in. I also have Boogie Bash on the outside looking in. Yeah, if they could trade one of those guys, I could see that. Like you're talking about Brandon Bean wheeling and dealing. It yeah. looks like they've got mm-hmm. some trade shifts there. We got they were talking about Dane Jackson too. I mean, with that QB CB two competition, maybe whoever is left on the uh, outside there could be a trade. But I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't touch. I wouldn't the secondary. Yeah, I wouldn't. 
would not touch the secondary this year. I think the D-line could be – if all these guys are healthy, though, and I don't care whatever whatever one they decide to get rid of, ultimately if the guys at the top end are going to be healthy, I think this D-line could be special this year. It's one of the things I'm most excited about. And that is obviously contingent on Vaughn. You said you would – you're thinking more about week four, week five. That feels like more like the, AC, the timeline for the ACL and just yeah. being uh, cautious and everything else. And that's – I think that's – reasonable i want von you want von miller in december in november when they really needed him last year and it was i mean evident like that's you want to just point to one thing i don't care about anything offense anything else in the the divisional game if if von miller's on the field i think it's a different game and whatever you want to talk if that's a failure in team building overall whatever drafting whatever else that's not besides the point he is this. He is, was the problem. He was the missing piece, and he is the solution this year too. And the way you got to, I just like looking at the depth charts as big puzzle pieces with dollar signs next to them. And when <laughs> when Bond is making has that cap price, and he's gone, and Trey has that cap price, and he's you know just not he wasn't himself last at coming into last year, and he shouldn't ex- be expected to be himself. These things take time mm. to come back from these ACL injuries, just ramping back up. And you have these, these, just these two positions in general, where you have guys expected to be at an all pro level and they either are not on the field or can't perform to that level. That's where, that's where it's the negative side of having such a top heavy team can come from. And I feel like that is what, like, the thought and just that anxiety has been the thing that has been in fans all summer long is just like, well, if one thing happens, then, then this is all going to come down again. Just like, and all come down again, mind you. With everything that happened last year, they were still a 13 and 4 team, still in the divisional round. And it was, I very much remember it being 17 to 7 and them having the ball with the two minutes left or whatever the score was. It could have been a one score game going into the half. And they 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 messed up the drive, but that they had they were that was the position they were in. And that's how that's where it comes down to in the game of football. It can come down to a couple minutes stretch here or there but this team has all the pieces and everything went wrong last year so what if everything goes right what if most things go right they still feel like they're just as positioned i think overall to be top te- the top team in the nfl again uh, potentially like i really feel mm-hmm. like that was their potential last year and i feel like it's their potential this year too i agree and i this is why i'm so um I guess shocked and I get it every year there has to be a new darling in the NFL, but I'm just shocked at why everybody is assuming that the jets are immediately super bowl winners or even that Miami is super bowl winner. Cause now, and this is the way I see it. The Buffalo it smells Bills, like Russell like Wilson's gap. 12 bathrooms. What can I say? You know? like it, but it does because, because <laughs> yeah. this was the same thing last year. They said, Oh no, Denver's going to, going to unseat the, the chiefs. How they still have Patrick Mahomes. Like, yep. So now you're talking about Buffalo in, in this division. Okay, so first Miami. Okay, they got a great defensive coordinator. I will give them that. I think that was a huge move. You sign mm-hmm. Ramsey. He's out now for most of the season. But even if when he was healthy, are, are Bills fans really scared of Ramsey? We saw what Diggs does when he's lined up against Ramsey. And then, mm-hmm. so how much how much more did they close the gap? They were what nine and eight last year. Some yeah, I think so. I think that's right. They were nine and it's eight. Really- Really comes down to this, were, uh, this one simple question to you about about the Dolphins here before we go on to the Jets, Spence, because mm-hmm. you just you've got me a perfect question. My first question that I had for you about the Dolphins, okay. where I think that's the key to it, is Tua. Is he is he can he be Drew Brees, which is what they all talk about, or is he just Derek Carr? Best case scenario, because if he's best case scenario, Derek Carr, they're not winning this division this year. 
if he's best case scenario, Drew Brees, like Dolphins fans seem to think is his best case scenario, then they then they can win the division. Okay. Is is Tua that guy? That's what I I'm that's how to, I feel. I'm trying to be really nice when I say this because I like Tua. So I don't want to I, I don't do want to come across as a jerk. I, really I think like you're Tua. a nice guy. Thank you. I try. Yes, I, I do too. I try. <laughs> Tua <laughs> Tua is not Drew Brees. And even if he was Drew Brees, we can be honest about some things. When Drew Brees had to play against at that time the mm. top quarterbacks, he wasn't mm. the guy. He just he got he has a he super did lose Bowl, a lot of those games, but you lost a lot of the head to head against those guys. So if you want to <laughs> say to us, Drew Brees, mm. by all means, go for it. But guess what? We have, uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is in this division now, but we have like today. <laughs> I always to me, I compare Josh more to Aaron Rodgers than any other. Like they compare him to you know Brett Favre, and they compare him to all. These. I see so much of what I saw in early Brett or. or Rogers. Aaron Rodgers career yeah. like early Aaron Rodgers and the stuff that Josh does the certain throws and the way he's it, it's it's insane it's uncanny how how similar yeah. they're throwing so but you have so you have one of the best quarterbacks in the division with Josh Allen or in the league with Josh Allen and then you have another one of the best quarterbacks in the league with Aaron Rodgers and you and you mean to tell me that you're going to bet on Tua mm -hmm. before you bet on Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. That was my nice way to say it. Yeah. No, and, and it's totally fair because you watch the Dolphins, like even in these training camp videos that the Dolphins social media team is shamelessly putting out there, they are throws by Tua that if it was to anyone other than Tyreek Hill, the throw would not be there. Tyreek Hill is so far and away potentially the best receiver in the league right now that he could have a below-average quarterback throwing to him. I'm not saying Tua is below average. I think he is perfectly average. I think he is the perfectly average quarterback. He is so Kirk Cousins that it hurts. But I like if there were any other quarterback throwing to him, he could still probably come down with at least 80% of the balls that he catches now. It's He's so wide open that it is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be able to fit the ball into one of those little net thingies that, that Deshaun Watson hits from five yards away. You don't need to be able to do that. You just need to better. get the ball near the guy. And Tyreek Hill is going to come down with it, especially when you have Jalen freaking Waddle on the other side. Like, it's not difficult for a quarterback to succeed in that offense. Now, I don't think two is terrible. A lot of people think two is trash. I don't think he's trash. But as you said, just being realistic, when you have two of maybe the top eight quarterbacks in the NFL in your division – you're not going to stack up to that so easily. It's just a matter of fact. You guys hit it. That's what. That's where I'm at. I don't. I think the ceiling is just like where. Where is it realistically for the guy, for the for a shorter quarterback who is, clearly doesn't have like elite arm strength or anything like that. And you put this. And when you bring in the context of the division and everything else, like how high can they? they Ten and seven feels like the best. Eleven and six, like something like that. And, and that's not, might not going to get it done. I feel like this is going to take a twelve win division and i don't know if they guess what well. they're even saying that his coach is a top five coach over sean mcdermott at this point i'm just throwing that hey, out there hey listen the sean slander has got a little crazy this summer too but that's yeah. another story for yeah. another day um, yeah we'll, we'll talk about that next week you you did touch <laughs> on the fangio uh 
on the Fangio aspect, which is the thing I'm most, I would say most bullish on is I think this defense now Ramsey's going to get torched by the, by Josh Allen, no matter what, don't get me wrong, but Ramsey does have his way with other receivers. And I think Fangio is going to bring the best out of this defense. I think the defensive unit can be pretty good this year. And obviously we know they're going to, they're going to beat up on bad teams too. Like that's the thing with the dolphins is they're going to impress in a lot of games. That's one o'clock in sunny Miami, where I don't, whoever they're playing, whatever two and 10 team that they're playing, they're going to put up 45 on. And it's going to be like, Oh my God, like the dolphins are coming in and it's, they're going to be able to have those performances, but I feel like the ceiling is, is lower than people think. Um, And I I would say to transition to the jets and talk about who we think we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Did you watch hard knocks the other day, guys? Yeah. I did not see it. I did not see it. You're on hard knocks course. King. Yeah, we're going live to Jay Spence on the right side of the screen. Hey. Jay Spence, what'd you see on Hard Knocks? First of all, I would tell you it was a Hard Knocks got it right this year. It's a phenomenal uh, production, phenomenal production, and they're doing their job making the Jets look like they're going to be the most amazing team to ever be on the field. Like they're doing their job. Uh, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers looks healthy. His his thumb looks better, so he's 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 putting the ball where it needs to be. You know, obviously it's select you know, it's select highlights. They're not showing his bad throws, but he looks really good. The defense looks good. It was a great, it's a great show. I, I think you should catch up on it. You, you absolutely mm-hmm. should. I think they're yeah, the no. biggest threat to the bills. Oh yeah. And, in general. And I'm not, I'm not even, yeah, in general, I'm not talking about AFC East. I agree. I, th- I agree. In general. I think, I think out of the AFC, I'm obviously every year I look at the chiefs and then it's the bills. And then after those two teams, I think the biggest threat, for me out the AFC is the Jets right now. Last year, the defense did the absolute, like it was the worst. It was the most tough game that the Bills had both times. Both of them. In New Jersey and in Buffalo, Orchard Park. It was the most difficult game for the offense when we played against the Jets. So you bring that back and then now they have an offense that can score more than six points a game. Now they have a quarterback (laughs) that can actually get the ball to their best receivers. how high are you? So here's the thing about the offensive side of the ball for the Jets is Rodgers. Yes, he was not. I, I don't. Th- there's a talk about how much more motivated he is and how much more locked in he's been. And he obviously did show up to OTAs and everything. And there, there has to be credence to that because the motivation sure. level of a player, it, it can change everything. And that's a guy who has enough cachet that he could choose to be unmotivated for a season and, and get away with it. Like we clearly yeah. saw he, he got his way. It took him a year, but he got his way, but he did start clicking with those guys at the end of the season. And he got hurt a little bit midway through the season, had a thumb injury. It, it, there was just a lot of bumps all the way through last season. So I feel like it was like, I want to just, I really wanted to, and we've have some, we got Rob Ryan, shout out Rob Ryan. We've had some Jets mm-hmm. man seeing it online, everything. And I just want to rip Rogers. Like he was terrible last year. And really, like, live up my Chicago roots that I'm building up here and everything. But I can't do it because I really see this, like, everything you're saying, this offense can only be better with him at the helm. But when you compare it to the Bills offense, and if I think the Bills defense, I feel like the Bills defense is, I I don't know how you got, we didn't talk as much about the defensive side, but I think because of the defensive line and being healthy in the secondary I don't think they're going to miss Edmonds as much as they should, and that defense is going to be just as good, if not better, last year. So I, I think they could wash with that defense. You're talking Allen's and Rod, Allen and Rodgers. I'm taking Allen. You want to talk about running back? It's a wash for me. If you want to take Brees Hall coming off his ACL, sure, but I don't know if I would do that. You're talking top tier wide receiver. Garrett Wilson's an awesome wide receiver, but he ain't Stephon Diggs. And the rest of that receiving core, 
I think I'll take Gabe Davis and the crew rather than the all of Rogers' old friends from the Packers. Uh, and then that's the Knox part I'm a, that's the part I disagree. Okay, that's fine. That's the part. Going to but finish. Knox I just Kincaid, I'll Boom. take Knox and Kincaid. That's I'll fair. take, and I'll take the Bills O line over the over the Jets O line situation, which is the only thing I read about them mm-hmm. concerned about. Is we don't know about the O line. The O line had issues today. The biggest thing I'm mm-hmm. concerned about with you have an old quarterback is a bad O line. But con- continue about the receivers because I, I want to the optimism around everybody else besides Garrett Wilson, my fantasy and dynasty darling. Well, did you before I jump back in? Did you have anything, Wick? I didn't want to take your. Oh, no, I pre uh, all I was going to say is it's more on the Aaron Rodgers side of it. So let's stay with the receivers and then I'll go back to Rodgers. OK, so well, with the receivers to me, um, yeah, Wilson is not he's not digs, but he's he's super special. And I think he's nice. he could be he's going to yeah. he's going to be in that conversation in the next couple of you know years where they're going to say he's a top five, top three guy. So, you know, it, it he's just young. But then listen, dude, like. I, I know we said earlier it's just, it's a contract year for Gabe. You're right. I hope that he's going to give us a contract year performance. But so far, we've seen the same thing out of Gabe for the, the time that he's been That's in true. the league. You know, we've had big games here and there, but we've seen the same yeah. thing. Um, Hardy, I, I just spoke I just spoke praises about him, and I think he's an upgrade from Isaiah McKenzie. But he's not a game changer. We didn't sign him here to be a, a wide receiver number two. He's not, so if Gabe goes down, we're not like okay, we got we got Hardy to step up and to do big things. Uh, Justin Short is is shorter going to be that? We don't. We, we're talking about how he was underdeveloped in college. Um, mm-hmm. Khalil he Khalil Shakir last season. What did he do that that made? I just said what makes him a lock. Uh, Andy Isabella. Mm-hmm. I love I love the idea of signing him. I think compare or you put him with a player like Josh Allen and I think you have two guys that have skill sets that that fit each other Mesh, so I think yes. it could work but Andy Isabella also he he's not you know, it's, you you know what I'm saying? so it's him. like yeah, when you're yeah, talking yeah. about so then you're talking about Allen Lazard came over to the Jets to join Wilson then you talk True. about I, I'm not a Cobb fan at this point of his career but the Jet the Jets <laughs> receiver room I think overall is better now if you add the tight ends i'm with you i'd take kincaid and and, and knox but if we're talking about wide receivers i don't know bro like i i'm not mm-hmm. as maybe i'm just not as high on the bills wide receiver room as others because i on the show last night i asked joe you know well where do you put the wide receiver room and he he's like oh i think we have a very good room i i think we're middle of the pack like top 15 i agree with i, would I say agree 15 with 15 is the right yeah, spot 15 top 15 sounds good so uh, i think then, so when you say that where do you put the jets the ceiling for me for the Bills is higher because, like, Hardy with Josh Allen, I feel like could, they could accentuate the best things and ceiling. have more right. splash plays. Mm-hmm. It's ceiling-wise for me with the wide receivers and just because I think Diggs, Diggs is so much better. than I, I love Jarrett Wilson. I have a lot of stock in him, but I think Diggs is just – he's on a, spe- a special tier with only a couple other guys, and it, it'd be, mm-hmm. it's really hard to crack that tier for me. And so for him, it's just like – maybe that's the bias is it's just digs and then everybody else kind of like gets brought up a level just because I'm like, well, he's so damn good that it's going to do everything else for them, but they are more solid. The jets are definitely more like, you know what you're going to get more with the jets. I feel like, so I understand your your trust more in their core. You're right. You you just said it right. Let's, let's say, let's say we take, we take Garrett Wilson off the jets and we take Stefan Diggs off the bills. So you take the bills receivers or you take the jets receivers. I'll take Lazard and Corey Davis for sure because I like Corey so, Davis a lot too. So I mean, and so yeah, we, both teams have their one. I don't think Wilson is there yet, but Wilson is special. So it's going to be splitting hairs when you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers throwing to him. So 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying, man, like when 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 we're when we're being honest, the yeah. Jets are a threat. The Jets are absolutely a threat. Mm-hmm. It's gonna oh, take yeah. Josh Allen being Josh yeah. Allen. And, and the biggest it. threat has and to be I, in the division too. If it's a team that it can get to that, if it, there's a real threat to 12 wins in the division, wait, like that's that's the, that's the number one focus. I feel like for me, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I think we're, I think I'm almost between between you guys because I think I take the Jets receiving core and receiving core wide receivers, not tight end as you guys said, over the Bills. However. I think that Josh Allen is going to get more out of his receivers than Aaron Rodgers will. Like, even when you look at Aaron Rodgers targeting Alan Lazard, the receiver he begged and pleaded and forced the Jets to bring over, he's still at a 60% catch rate last year. He only got 60 out of 100 targets. Aaron Jones was one catch behind Alan Lazard for the lead on the Packers team with 59. Aaron Rodgers is going to play mistake-free, or at least predominantly mistake-free football or he's going to try to behind that bad offensive line. So can Aaron Rodgers buy time? Yes. At this stage of his career, maybe not as much in years past. Um, I don't know. I just, I think that we definitely did see the beginning of the end of Aaron Rodgers, not saying he's going to fall off the Tom Brady or Peyton Manning esque clips that they had in their last years. Not going to expect that at all. But I think that by season's end, the bills pass catchers will statistically be better than the New York Jets, despite being maybe arguably like two spot, two teams below them. And like, if we're doing a receiver's power rankings, if you will. I'm yeah. Rogers, I, and, if, I'm and if Rogers gets hit a lot, that's going to, that'll change a lot of things too. Yeah, Let's touch on the pads here before we get to, we finish up getting to know <laughs> okay. Jay Spence sure. a little bit. I don't really have a lot to say about the pads. I feel like the only thing like the skill position is going to suck again. Like that, so yeah. their ceiling is very low. But I feel like Mac Jones is going to be better because Bill O'Brien is a, is an actual offensive coach. What your your mileage can vary on his offensive acumen. I think he's a pretty good offensive coordinator. People might not, whatever. But they at least have a guy that is coached the position for a long time <laughs> in there, and I feel like that's going to help Mac. Yeah, last year, Mac Jones was lost in the woods without a map and a compass. And this year, he'll be lost in the woods, but he'll have a map and a compass. That, that's, that's the difference, honestly. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think they're going to be better than they were last year, though. Um, sure. I, 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 think, I think Juju Smith is going to be a, a big addition for Mac Jones. That's I think people – we sleep on Juju because of the TikTok stuff. But, I mean, you got to remember when um, he had a decent team around him and, and good coaching, he, he actually played pretty well. So – when you when you got who people think is the best coach of all time and like you mentioned now you have a competent offensive coordinator i like him i like o'brien as an offensive coordinator not as a head coach but yeah offensive coordinator i think he's solid so no i i don't i don't think they're they're nothing for us to worry about but i, I think i mean i feel <laughs> miami has better pieces they have better receivers they have a better team i think people overhype the coaching down there and they overhype Tua. I would not be surprised if the Patriots have a better season because coaching. I would not be surprised. And people are excited about that defense right now too, legitimately. They're always good. The Dol- yeah. the, the Dolphins might have a great defense. The Patriots every year will, will. always will. have a good defense. I agree. 100%. All right, we don't got to talk about the Patriots anymore. That's that's already too much for this. Yeah, yeah no, we wrapped it up pretty easily, didn't we? <laughs> now, let's do it. We got 83 seconds on the clock. 
Okay. For Jay Spence to Ooh. King. I got to figure out how to hold up. Let me get, I got a countdown timer here and everything. Uh, Jesus. Are you ready to <laughs> roll? Incredible. You know, we got to get some social content up and what better way to get we to do. know our, our guy here than to get this cracking. So 83 seconds on the clock and these beautiful Hertz ads. I can get these out of here. You invested in them. Help them invest in the traveling. <laughs> traveling. Got to get right. outlet liquor ads in there. What the hell? No free plugs for Tell you guys. To get on this website. No, sir. All right. <laughs> Clock set at 83 for Andre Reed. Are you ready, Jay Spence, the king? Let's get it. Let's go. All right. Favorite vacation city? Cozumel, Mexico. Whew. French toast, pancakes, or waffles? French toast. French toast. I like that. Barbie or Oppenheimer? One more time, you broke up there. Barbie or Oppenheimer? Barbie. Barbie. For sure. How much yeah. would you be willing to pay for a Taylor Swift ticket? Zero. <laughs> Not even $5. <laughs> Taylor Swift was down the street for $5. No. Oh I, I, I like Taylor Swift. Like I hear the music that's on the radio and stuff. Like you, she's very, very. Po- but no, I'm not. I'm not paying that money to go to a concert. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Can't argue that. L.A. or N.Y.C. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I'm gonna say New York. I'm gonna go New York. Great question. Chicago. Le- Jordan or LeBron? LeBron. Oh, oh, okay. Madden 04, ESPN, NFL 2K5. 2K5. Okay, I'm with that too. If you could tag team with anyone at WrestleMania, who would it be? Like a wrestler or just a regular person? Wrestler would be preferred if you know a bunch, but regular person if not. Well, if I'm going wrestler, I would go Gold Dust. Oh. I would go Gold Dust. God damn. That thing was loud as hell. Yeah, oh, no. I don't know that I next like time. Right? Gold dust, though. You went with yeah, gold people dust. Have, I love Are you gold a wrestling dust guy. You a wrestling guy? I love wrestling, there? dude. I, I love. Well, you know what? I, I, I love. I love what wrestling was. I don't. I can't say I don't mm. like it now. I don't watch it enough to really get invested in the characters. Yeah, it's hot again. But though. it is hot again. I'm sure. I, I'm seeing that it is. Yeah. And uh, but when I was growing up, man, like. It was something about gold dust. He was super weird, but it was like yes. I guess that's what intrigued me. He just, you know, he just he was just uh he was just different. But my favorite wrestler, you, obviously, I feel like everybody was like Stone Cold and The Rock and all those guys. I love those guys, but Gold Dust, I don't know. That dude was you, something. I knew I liked you for some reason because I am a big gold dust fan, big fan of Dustin Rhodes and the Rhodes in general. So that's a great pick. Well, if you could fight anybody, who would it be? That was the last question I was trying to get to. As in, like, I don't like you and I want to punch you in the mouth? No, nah, a wrestler, I guess, <laughs> at WrestleMania. Oh, you can pick any, okay. If you want to start oh, yeah. beef, I mean. <laughs> no, I mean, at the beginning of the show, zone. yeah, we did. at the we beginning of the show, we said it's positive. Okay. Well, we could change so. our ways. It's the pilot. <laughs> it's the pilot. No, if I was, uh, <laughs> let's see. It was, so fighting against anybody, I think it would be it funny. It could be a wrestler uh, or a person or a celebrity, whatever. It don't matter. Mankind. I'm going to stick with wrestling. I'm going to go mankind. Ooh, in, in, a, in like a extreme hell in a cell, like, yeah, something like that. Like, gotta, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, that yeah. stuff. A hardcore championship match. Let me, I want to win the belt. The hardcore, remember the hardcore belt with like all oh, the, yeah, broken up. Yeah, you know? give me that one. I want that. 
Hell yeah. Get God, this I man a hardcore championship belt. Well, you need to start Yesterday. to watch some wrestling. I was just at the SummerSlam on Saturday in Detroit, Jay Spence. How was it? was incredible. Amazing. Spe- amazing. Like, I, I, there is nothing better than if there's, if anything, you're, uh, whenever wrestling AEW or WWE comes by you, go to the show because they are more fun than they've ever been. If you don't want to no, watch on TV every week, you can catch up on YouTube or t- clips and pretty much stay intact. But going to a show, nothing like it i swear it's no you it's got my word my i'm gonna check it out you got yeah my let word. me know when you do but yeah the summer slam was a great experience you would tag with gold dust i love to hear that we are big uh we are Rhodes family podcast in case you knew that wake now you know now i do now i do now you know every day look at that <laughs> well thank you jay spence the king for joining us mm-hmm. on the preseason pilot i'm sure we'll uh, just send you a link like three minutes before we go on, like week twelve, and then uh, you said you'd be on, so yeah. I expect you See to you be right and there. I'm gonna be there. And I gotta get you. So there are some changes. And I know we gotta go, so I'll say it quick. There are some changes. Get your plugs coming, in, please. Um, for yep. well, so obviously the code of conduct, Hump Day Hotline, Chop Up, all of those things. Just follow Buffalo Rumblings. I'm on there. But um, there's gonna be some changes as far as my show is concerned. But I do want to get you guys on the season. I know last year we talked about it and it just didn't happen. This season we're gonna get you on the code of conduct for sure. It has to appreciate happen. that. Let's do it. Thanks, dude. Let's do it. Let's all right. Thank you. Uh, I don't got anything else to say, but go Bills. Go Bills, Bills, everybody.